Hey, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm Lisa Woolfork, your host, coming to you from Charlottesville, Virginia. I am a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I'm happy to be here and looking forward to today's conversation. family's tradition of back-to-school sewing dates back to my own early days as a child, as well as the early days of my family with my husband and my children. When I was little, my mother would dress me and my two younger sisters alike. Uh, We were pretty close in age. My youngest sisters, the two of them, were born the same calendar year. One was born in January and the other one was born in December. So they looked a lot alike. They were both young um, and I was three years older. But she still put us all three in the same dresses. She would make the same dresses for us. And thinking back on it now, I think it's really very sweet and very endearing. I'm not sure how much I appreciated it when I was a child myself. I'm also not sure how much I noticed one way or the other. But I did like this idea of us being presented as a family together. She did not sew for herself. Um, This is one of the challenges that we'll talk about in a future episode about lack of size inclusivity um, in sewing. But she did enjoy sewing for us. So the matching outfits, in my estimations now, were a visual symbol of our of our unity, of our belongingness with each other and for each other. My mother was and remains a big proponent of sisterhood. She doesn't have to do that now, of course, but when we were little, it was very much trying to keep us from arguing with each other, keep us from fighting with each other, keep us, you know, together. And who knows if the sewing of the matching outfits was part of that. But it was it seemed to be a principle that she was interested in preserving a sense of family unity and the matching outfits helped to do that visually at least so when it came time for me to have my own family uh, and I was also very much interested in sewing I'd started sewing pretty aggressively in graduate school I too wanted to pass on that same tradition one of the reasons that it became important to make the back to school outfits or matching or coordinating clothes from my family was that our family was and is a multiracial family. I am black. My husband is white. Our kids are black. Something that we noticed from the earliest days with the kids was that when I was with the kids as their mother, no one ever doubted that I was their mother. Um, I'm a dark skinned black woman, 4C hair, um, and my kids are lighter skinned than I am with, I don't know what the letters are, 3B hair, 3C hair, I don't know. But their hair is uh, less curly than mine. And so no one ever doubted that I was their mother. However, when my husband would take them out places, it was he would get all types of comments um, wondering if these were his kids, et cetera, et cetera. And now you can look at some of the photos and um, one of our boys looks almost exactly like him, whereas the other one looks a lot like me. 
of course they both look just like themselves they don't look like anybody else they're each individual people but when they were very small we needed something to kind of communicate um that we were family that we were together and that became useful for my husband as well this is not the topic of today's episode so i'm not going to go into it however i did begin what i called matching outfits for the multi-racial family which i thought was very clever and hilarious and it was alliteration which i also liked but what became useful or what became obvious to me was what i was trying to do was to use my sewing to disrupt this racial field this racist allegory that talked about what family and what belonging meant and what belonging and family could look like. Particularly, as we know, with the history of America, there have been white men with black children since there has been an America and since before there has been America. And someone like myself, who lives in Charlottesville, Virginia, the home of Thomas Jefferson, the great irony that uh, people around us could not compute that my white husband had these children, it was appalling to me. So the back to school tradition is, as I said, a piece of the matching outfits for the multiracial family. And uh, it's just another intervention with my sewing as an art and a craft and knowing that these things are also can be very loaded social issues, as well as showing a beautiful sign of love and intimacy and solidarity for our family. Back to school sewing has always been near and dear to my heart, mostly because school has been near and dear to my heart. I was a straight up black nerd all the way from kindergarten through right this minute. When I was small, I used to beg to go to summer school in the summer instead of going to camp because camp was outside and summer school was inside and you got to read books. So I would always choose to go to summer school over going to camp. So now, as a professor, my life is pretty much dominated and has long been by an academic schedule. I know most people have different ways of scheduling. They have nine to fives, they have eight to eights, um, they do three 12 hour days. But for me, it's always been the semester. And so it's been wonderful to be able to bring sewing into that and to do that also for myself, my husband and my kids. Back to school sewing marks an important transition. It lets me ease into the, into the semester in a less anxiety provoking way. Even though I still get kind of stressed out about the beginning of school, I also love the beginning of school. When I was little, I loved going to buy the trapper keepers. I loved getting new notebooks and new pens and new clothes was a big part of that. But that's a lot less interesting to me now as an adult, especially as an adult who sews about 90% of her own clothes. So. This notion of back to school shopping is wonderful for me for office supplies, but not as exciting for apparel. So the back to school sewing became a way for me to contribute something, to create something, to present a look, a mood for the start of the semester. And then as my kids got older, I started to do that for them as well. I've been sewing back to school looks for my boys since my youngest boy, who is now an 11th grader, was in kindergarten. Um, the same is true for my older boy, who is now a junior in college. 
he started when he was in fourth grade. And so there's a, it's a cute picture on the Instagram page of the two of them in their first back to school outfits. One was in kindergarten, one was in fourth grade, and they were going to the same school for the first and only time. Our city schools are arranged such that elementary is only K through four. So this would be the only time the boys were in school together. And so I wanted them to have something special to remember that by. Or maybe I just wanted to have something special to remember that by. I'm fortunate to be joined by my boys today on this very first podcast. Um, My older boy and younger boy, boy both agreed to participate in the podcast with the enthusiasm one might estimate from a 15-year-old and a 20-year-old. But they're here, and they're going to talk a little bit about what the back-to-school shirt tradition has meant for them. Um, And I will get you in touch with them in a minute. Stay tuned. Stitch Please, the Black Women's Stitch podcast, talks a lot about sewing. But if you'd like to see some of what we're discussing, we invite you to follow us on the socials. On Facebook, you can find us at Stitch Please. And on Instagram, you can find us at Black Women's Stitch. On Instagram, you'll find a lot of great pictures and compelling social commentary. In addition, you can participate in a weekly live Instagram chat at 3 p.m., on Thursdays at Eastern Standard Time. So follow us on the socials, Facebook at Stitch Please and Instagram at Black Women Stitch and get your stitch together. Hello, thank you for, very much, Riley, for agreeing to be on this first episode of the Black Women Stitch Stitch Please podcast. I'm very glad to have you on board for this first episode. I wanted to ask you just a few questions about our first day of school tradition of wearing the me made shirts um, or the matching. You know, this year I'm thinking actually not about not making a dress for myself and making a different type of outfit. But can you tell me some of your thoughts about the shirts over the years? Well, I don't know. I think I think it's nice kind of having a a nice shirt to start off uh, the year. You know, like a um, like you know, looking your best and all that. So yeah, I think I think it's nice. You know, to have matching outfits and kind of having just a nicer, nicer first day of school uniform. I always loved making those things. Actually, I'm making Ryan's right now, and then I'm uh-huh. gonna make yours afterward and try to mail it to you on Thursday. Okay. So you'll well, have. Yeah, school starts you're... on Monday, so. Oh, yeah, it should get there. Yeah, I will. um, I could always try to finish it so that I could mail it tomorrow, even. Do you have to be at classes on Monday? Yes, classes start Monday. Okay, so I will uh, really put a hustle on so I can get it to you. It really means a lot to me for you to have it on the first day for the reasons that you described. have you? Do you ever remember anything or any particular shirt that you that you liked or that you didn't like or that? Um, do you have any memories of anything like that? I liked the green ones you did that one time that had like the uh, the kind of like this the um, the kind of design symbol things on them. I don't know what the correct sewing term is, but um, oh, embroidery. It had yeah, em- no. it had embroidered plackets. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, I wasn't going to get that on a guess. And um, yeah, I, th I think those are really cool. I like those green ones. I thought those look really nice. And um, uh, memories about, uh, I mean, I know re for freshman year of college, um, the, uh, my, that's the class, my um, American architecture class uh, professor, she's, Said, oh wow i really like your shirt because the design kind of looks like buildings and i was like yes thank you even though i, I don't know if it was if that was it or if that was what you were going for or not but you know hey it helped and maybe it helped me get a good grade in the class i don't know maybe well that makes me feel good the reason what, what i was going for was inexpensive fabric that i could buy a lot of oh yeah that's a nice theme that was my theme <laughs> um, but actually I remember that one because that was fabric that I got from Ikea and I had gone there after we had moved you in for the summer program. So, yeah. um, and so it was, it was kind of symbolic in that way for me, um, to get this fabric to you for your first day of college. And it was also right after the events of August, um, 20, August 2017, um, with the um, with the white supremacist terror attacks. And I remember thinking, I am going to finish these shirts no matter what. And I did. And so I felt really, I felt really good about that. And I was glad that you liked it. Um, do you, do you ever recall any comments from friends or anything? The reason I'm asking is that a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you get your boys to wear the things you make? Or how did you get your boys to wear a shirt like this? My kids would never. Um, so what would you say to um, something like that? Or what is your opinion on that? Well, I think it's super. Well, I do think that at least the first few times that the, the shirts were super, super cheesy. And like, you know, like that was kind of goofy that we had matching outfits on the first day. But I mean, you know, I think I think that was more when I was in like middle school and stuff, you know, and like everyone's like insecure about how they look and how people are going to think about it. But a lot. But when I went on the first day with the shirts, everyone said they really not just teachers, like other people said they really liked it, thought it was a cool shirt. So that kind of dissuaded that. And I mean, my friends are never have never been people who have cared about outfits or what you've. I've gotten no compliments from like close friends about this year. It's not as a bad thing. It's just not what they, it's not really fashion really isn't something they care about. So, you know, I could say the same too. So, um, you know, but from other people from just around, from like walking down the hallway and stuff, they liked it. And then, you know, every since I've been getting kind of similar comments like, Oh, it's a nice shirt. And, you know, I think that's, it's kind of nice, you know? Yeah. And I've been doing this since you were in the fourth grade. Um, and I think maybe when you were in the fourth grade, like you didn't notice or didn't think about it. But once, as you said, once you started middle school and the stand and people can kids can be so mean and um, can care about these things. And you really you really didn't really care about those kind of things um, about like clothes and fashion and stuff. And my thought was, well, if they don't care about what they wear, then I could just put them in anything, you know, yep. so. That worked out great for everybody. Um, 
So I'm not going to keep you. I know you are trying to settle into, you have uh, work that you're trying to get done for your orientation program and stuff. Um, but um, I was, I'm happy that I was able to talk with you about this ritual that we've done, or not a ritual, I guess a tradition. And yeah, that sounds people. weird. Huh? Yeah, that sounds weird. It makes it sound like we're all going, oh. Mom, stop. <laughs> people are going to hear this. People are going to hear this because this is going to be on my podcast. Yeah, so I know they... it's going to be on your podcast, and it's embarrassing when you say it's doing random stuff. It's like your first appearance on the World Wide Web, and you're, you're, it's not it's first first impressions are everything. Well, I think this is going to make a great first impression because okay. you are an engaging young man, and stop, stop. you are, and you have been wearing me made or mom made clothes for your whole life and um i just i know that there's people who would like to start these kind of things for their kids do you have any advice for moms or dads who sew and want to make things for their kids or to do a tradition like this do you have any advice for them well i mean i know that you you already brought up that you started when we were in fourth grade and it just kind of became a tradition from there but you know if, if that fourth grade window has passed already i mean like just force them to you know like i mean you're you are i mean i guess speaking to the other podcasters i mean you are the parent in the house so you know just 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 force them to wear the thing i don't i don't know i'm not gonna be a good parent but you know that's i guess that's my advice i mean i think you did that once or twice with i think ryan if he was being you know, kind of, if he was kind of defiant about wearing the shirt and you just kind of was like, oh, you get, well, you have to. So, you know. I don't think I, he was ever defiant about wearing the shirt. He became defiant about some of the fabrics. And so my, my strategy was to let him choose the fabric since he cared so much about it. Um, I let him choose the fabric for the last two years and it's worked out well because I'm, I was thinking, well, he's clearly invested um, enough that he's willing to do it, but it has to be on his terms. And last year, even dad agreed. Dad was like, the fabric Ryan chose was better than the fabric you chose. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Straight to your face. Kind of like that. Like it was pretty direct. So, and I uh -huh. had to admit it was way more expensive than what I wanted. That's right. But it was very nice fabric. It was really nice. And this year's fabric is really growing on me. I'm working on it right now. And it's pretty cool. Okay. You, say so, you shall see. My hope is now, instead of trying to get it to you, I'll mail it on Thursday. No, it's um, on Thursday is fine because you only sold like, what, four days? Get there on Thursday. Today is Tuesday. So yeah. it's not going to get there on Thursday. I'm going to no, mail, it. mail it on Thursday. It's fine. It'll probably make it. Well, I'm not sure. That seems to me that feels like it's cutting it too close. I'd rather try to get it to you. I'd rather try to mail it Wednesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And that way I can do it. Um, I can send it a two-day mail and it should arrive on Saturday. That's what I'm going to try. I would like it to arrive to you on Saturday. Is there anything else you need that I could also send? Mom, you're still recording. Are we having a normal call or are you having a podcast call? This is still a podcast, but I, I'm going to edit this, so because uh, I know how to edit now. Okay. Well, I certainly fooled him. I do know how to edit, just not very well at all. 
this is my first podcast, so there's going to be some hiccups. And by the time I got to the editing stage, I thought that was pretty cute, so I decided to leave it in. Speaking of pretty cute, we're going to get to my youngest son, who will talk to us about his impressions of the back-to-school shirt tradition. Here he is. Hello, everyone. This is an interview with my son, Ryan, who is 15 years old, and today he started his first day of 11th grade wearing a me-made shirt that I have made for him. This is part of our family's back-to-school tradition that we've had for many years since Ryan was in kindergarten, so it's actually, I guess, his 12th year of wearing a me-made shirt to school on the first day. Hello, Ryan. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Can you talk a little bit about your opinions of the shirt I tradition? I really like the shirt tradition. I think it's a good tradition, and a lot of families should keep doing it. Um, and so do you have any memories of wearing the shirts to school? I don't have any memories. What are your thoughts about the... Tra- My thoughts on the tradition is that I really like the tradition. I think it's a good tradition, and it's something that keeps our family together. That's very sweet. Um, do you have any favorite shirts from the past 12 years that you remember? I think the one that mom made this year is my favorite shirt. I like this one, too. And you might recall you chose the fabric for this shirt. What made you choose this fabric? It's a fabric that I would wear more often. And um, it's pretty subtle. It's gray with red dots. If people are interested, you can see it on the Black Women Stitch Instagram page. Uh, What made you choose this fabric? This one is more subtle, and I like the pattern that's on it. Do you have any advice for other families or other kids um, or other, other parents or people who sew that might want to sew these kind of outfits for their young kids or for their kids? Any advice? Plan your, plan your time wisely so you aren't staying up all night trying to fix, try, plan your time wisely so you aren't spending the entire night trying to finish it. That was definitely something I did this time. I did not plan wisely. And what would you say to kids who might be uh, embarrassed or uneasy about wearing clothes that were made by their parents. Just wear it. Why? It's something that your mom put a lot of work into and you should wear it to show appreciation. Is that why you wear the things I make you to show appreciation or because you because No, oh. it's to show love. To show love. That's a beautiful sentiment on which to end this very first episode of the Black Women's Stitch podcast. Stitch, please. I sew because I love it. I love my kids. I love my family and friends. And it's also really great to be able to sew and share that sewing or that love of sewing with people who really appreciate it. I'm not always the best at sewing for other people. I don't particularly love that. My sewing is much more self-care sewing than it is commercial sewing. But it is something that I do really value. And when I do give it away, it is always something that is special for me and hopefully special for them. It's also nice to think about sewing as a symbol. Sewing represent an external expression of love and intimacy. This is what I hope to achieve with our family's back-to-school sewing tradition. 
Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of Stitch Please, the Black Women Stitch podcast. You can support the project in a lot of ways. One of them is at our Patreon site under Black Women Stitch. Another way is to tell friends about the podcast. Another way is to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can email us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Happy stitching. Come back and we'll help you get your stitch together.